When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. York's talk station with the king of New York, Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Ronnie Van Sant, Freebird. All right. I could do without the uh, stars and bars, the flag of trees, and the Confederate flag. I can do without that. But I'm suggesting that Michael Buttigieg, Rudy Giuliani, when he comes out of the hotel tomorrow and is preparing to go give testimony to that grand jury that wants to hang him high, that in the background they have this great song, Freebird, right? Would it be great? Free Giuliani! Free Giuliani now! I guarantee you, there will be so many folks who will turn out. They may not even like Rudy Giuliani or Donald Trump. But when they hear Freebird down south in Peach Pit Alley, these rebels, these southerners will come out in force and they will surround that courthouse and say, Free Rudy now! It's the anthem of the South. Let me tell you something. It is so horrible that his plane ran out of gas and he met his demise. But can you imagine if he were alive today with the remaining members of Leonard Skinner and they were in the background of Rudy as he was preparing to enter the Fulton County Courthouse to give his testimony before the grand jury? I mean... Rudy would raise the roof. Raise the roof. Come on, hit it. Hit it, Lou. For our lunchtime edition. Free Rudy. Free Rudy. Free Rudy now. The greatest guitar rift of all time, Ronnie Van Zant. We miss you dearly. Hey, Lou, come on. You know, we forget the... Stars and bars, the flag of trees, and the Confederate flag. But wouldn't that be great? Because, look, every time Donald Trump has a rally or a gathering, they play all kinds of songs, Twisted Sister, right? Uh, Oh, man, we could go right down through a litany of songs. But this would fit my Kumbada Cheech like a glove. Oh, wait a second, that's O.J. Simpson Trump. Anyway, Rudy is preparing today, but he will be on the air. You don't want to miss it. Three to four today, right before he goes before his inquisitors. The inquisition will be taking place. And Rudy Giuliani, upon his departure from WABC yesterday, said, I fear not. 
because I am telling the truth. Let me hear that riff. Let me hear that riff. Yeah. Free Rooney. Free Rooney now. Now all the people in the crowd, they'll have no idea what that chant is, but they'll hear Freebird. They'll come running from all over Marietta, Georgia, Forsyth County. I gave a little advice to Rudy. I got locked up in Forsyth County, nearby Fulton County, and I said, man, the breakfast is the best. They gave me two helpings of pancakes, bacon, eggs. I mean, look, the GBI locked me up. Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Yes, there is a Georgia Bureau of Investigation. No attachment to the FBI that so many of you hate. And nobody asked me for my, give me your passport. I want to see your passport. Ah, they lifted Trump's three passports out of uh, Mar-a-Lago. What the hell are you taking Trump's passports for, FBI? But anyway, I've gotten you up to date on that. But I am going to suggest also to my Cumbadichich, Rudy Giuliani, that he do another thing that will be a spit in the eye of his detractors on the far, far left. The Democratic Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors. Yesterday, I was reminded of this by Lydia Serrani, co-host of the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion Monday through Fridays with our owner and operator, John Katsimatidis. Did you know, Lou, that yesterday was the holy day of the Assumption? And that means regardless of your backgrounds, the Blessed Virgin Mother Mary, her ascent into heaven upon her death here on earth, And now all of a sudden there are a group of radical leftists who hate religion, socialists, quasi-communists, who have determined that when you hold the rosary beads or you say the rosary beads like my mother, like my Aunt Mary, my Aunt Louise, my Aunt Lucy, or my aunts did, not only on Sunday service but also Monday they would go light the candles for the novena, do the Stations of the Cross, When you hold those rosary beads out there, Lou, and say, you're our fathers and your Hail Marys. It is a symbol now of far-right violent extremism. It is worse than firebombing. Now, even the liberational theologists who are on the far, far left, like uh, Pope Francis, hopefully he retires, like the former German uh, shepherd, Pope Benedict. But when you're a liberational theologist, even though you side with Che and not Jesus like Pope Francis, you still do. You still do the rosaries. You still hold the rosary beads. I would suggest, Lou, that my kumbadi teacher, Rudy Giuliani, who late in life has rediscovered his Roman Catholic roots, he refers to it more and more. Graduate, if you remember, of Lachlan, smacked around by the Christian brothers with his... uh, his longtime friend, Peter Powers, who became his aide-de-camp when he became mayor, that now that he has emerged from uh, that baptism of Lachlan and then Manhattan College and returned to his roots, I suggest, Lou, that when Leonard Skinner is playing Freebird in the background, that he hold up the rosary beads before he goes in to give the testimony at the Inquisition of Rudy Giuliani, and that will be a spit in the face to all of those who are on the far, far left who now declare that if you say the rosary, if you hold the rosary beads, you are part of violent extremism on the far, far right, and it's worse than firebombing.
Let me pay tribute to my combatichi, Trudy Giuliani. We double-teamed this issue back, if you remember. It was back on July 9th. July 9th, it seems like a lifetime ago. There was an elderly grandmother, a white grandmother, if you remember, on the Woodhaven bus. Uh, Lou, you know the Woodhaven bus because from time to time, when you were on the shelf, when you were unemployed, when I was fired before you came back into the studios of WABC and gave me the evil eye, you eye fornicated me to let me know, you guys are fired, we're coming in. How many times did you have to get on that bus, that Woodhaven bus, and head out to the Rockaways? Remember, it was July 9th, his elderly grandmother with six biracial great-grandchildren was viciously attacked by three black thuggets. We saw the audio, I mean, we saw the video, we saw the audio, and we saw them smiling like jackals, like hyenas, when they got off of that bus. As they were waving, waving at the cameras that they knew were there, right at Jamaica and Woodhaven. And nothing was being done. Remember, they had viciously beaten her. They said they hated white people. Then they asked her, are you a Trump supporter? And she proudly got up and said, yeah, I love Trump. And boom, she, they hit him again. They hit her again and again and again. And then they lifted her head up. They pulled her hair up and they showed her St. John Cemetery as they were passing it. And they said, that's where we're going to bury you. And nobody on the bus did anything. The bus driver didn't do anything. And then they departed at Jamaica and Woodhaven. And the police did nothing. Nothing was done, even though it was a, clearly a hate crime. And then we double-teamed this. Rudy Giuliani, my kumbadi chichi, and yours truly. And, I mean, I worked at phones. I was breaking the you-know-what, the onions, of every precinct out there and saying, what the hell are you waiting for? These... These thuggets weren't even wearing masks. They're so easy to identify and pick up. Yeah, If you can't arrest these three, how the hell are you going to ever arrest terrorists crossing the border on the no-fly uh, uh, zone uh, uh, bill and then potentially save us from uh, desecration and destruction? And so finally they got their rears and gears, scraped their barnacles off their backside, Went out there, arrested the first two were juveniles, but cut them loose. And now they got the ringleader, Janiah Williams, 19 of Queens, charged her with hate crimes. And watch, they'll beat the rap. But at least the arrests were made, and I want to thank, I want to thank Rudy Giuliani. Uh, he pressured as along with me. We double teamed it. We wouldn't let them forget this situation. By the way, yesterday, Lou... There were no conscripts. There was nobody joining me in the war on lantern flies that was called for by Chuck Schumer. Allocated $22 million to the effort, said there would be more. More people were actually declaring this lantern fly genocide. And were joining my wife, Nancy, uh, who uh, wants to protect the lantern flies, not kill them. By the way, she's down there right now outside Alvin Bragg's office. There will be a demonstration on behalf of Ryder, that poor uh, horse uh, carriage. Uh, uh, oh, God, I'm beaten, beaten down, and then uh, hosed down by the NYPD as the carriage driver just continued to whip that horse and say, get up, get up. And they're there to uh, demonstrate, led by Robert Holden, the city councilman from Massmith Middle Village, uh, Glendale, Queens. Uh, also, uh, Di Stefano was running uh, against Toby Stavitsky. Nobody has seen her in the month of Sundays. Vote for Stefano. And a whole host of others who are animal rights uh, activists and lovers. 
So if you can make it down there to Alvin Bragg's office, you got a few minutes. It's part of your lunchtime. You might be in the immediate city hall area. Please do so. And uh, my wife is joining that effort as she has so many times. But speaking of the schmuck to putz Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, he decided yesterday to endorse uh, Gerald the Whale Nadler uh, against Caroline Maloney. And it's interesting because that makes two Jews who did nothing to stop the nuclear weapons agreement with Iran. Actually, Caroline Maloney, and not my cup of tea politically, uh, but is now more for the state of Israel and Jews as a righteous Gentile than either the schmuck, Schumer, or the whale, Nadler. And then you speak about elections. Oh, they have early voting going now. Nobody's showing up to vote. Nobody. It's the the dog days of August. So guess what the NBA is deciding to do? The NBA will be off on election day. The league schedule for the coming season will have all 30 teams playing on November 7th, the night before the midterm elections. The NBA is hoping teams use that night as an opportunity to encourage fans to get out and vote the next day, plus amplify the need for civil engagement. Now, you know what the San Francisco Warriors will be doing. Uh, Their coach, Kerr, will be leading a rally. Vote Dem. Vote Democrats. Vote Democrats. Keep Pelosi in as Speaker of the House. And yet, our biggest enemy in non-presidential election years is the apathy and the indifference, which is growing. Growing. When I ran for mayor against Eric Adams, with all the attention of law and order, only one out of five registered voters actually bothered to vote. And just look. Look at what happened out in Brookhaven, Long Island. They gave an election last week and nobody came. No one bothered to show up for a referendum about lowering the retirement age for local first responders. Could you believe this? Nobody showed up. But I will tell you this. I want to commend, uh, once again, Bill O'Reilly, who precedes me. Remember, Lou, it was back in April that uh, Bill O'Reilly, hey, hey, Bill O'Reilly, actually warned us as to what was happening uh, at the Countess of JetBlue and other major airlines around the country, and he was getting socked for it. You know, on WABC Radio today, Curtis Sliwa at noon, uh, and I was just driving in my car at the point, I didn't know he was going to say this, said, hey, you remember O'Reilly had that confrontation with JetBlue? Of course, everybody remembers. And I was like, oh, this O'Reilly, yeah, oh. I was right. And that's what Sliwa said. He said he was absolutely right. JetBlue was lying to his face and everybody else couple of hundred people are lying to him. And O'Reilly got a little miffed about it. And now they admit all the U.S. airlines had 13,000 pilots short. They can't get the planes up. Are they going to tell you that? No, you got to go to the airport and stand there and sit there for five hours. And maybe you'll get on and maybe you won't. Remember, O'Reilly was like Paul Revere back then in April. He was maligned. He was blasphemed. He was attacked as being a hothead, caring only about himself, I and me. And they couldn't be more hopelessly wrong. He's right. Because now the Federal Aviation Administration said yesterday that it was reducing flights in the area around New York City, both Newark International Airport, LaGuardia and JFK, because of lack of staffing. The FAA said passengers should check with their airline for information. Don't even bother coming to the airport because there's a very good chance that the illegal aliens who are coming in 
to the Port Authority, pounding the hound and being put up at the Milford Plaza, which we will discuss up next. What a disgraziata. We'll actually have better accommodations than all of you waiting for your flights that have been delayed and then eventually canceled. Riley was right. We should Talk give him props him. for that. Oh, yeah. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For us for be in America. Ah, welcome to your lunchtime edition here at WABC, where we're not just current, we're ahead of the curve. That's right, every Monday through Friday, after the Bill O'Reilly update, I give you 45 minutes of rip and reading commentary. No calls, I'm caller-driven all weekend long when WABC stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis. Well, Lulu, Lulu, guess who showed up, as I predicted, down to the Port Authority this morning to welcome the illegals coming in. By the way, I looked at the faces of some of the males. They had tats of MS-13. Tattoos. I mean, uh, maybe if we had ICE there, Immigration and Naturalization Service, they could grab them right away and say, you're members of MS-13. No, because you know who's there to meet and greet them. Pull them into his bosom and embrace them. Cardinal Dolan of the Archdiocese. What a double with the Scraziata and Shanda. And he had the goal as he was embracing all the illegal aliens. By the way, Catholic Church isn't providing any space for them. Oh, no. Hey, maybe your rectory right there on Fifth Avenue. Oh, Cardinal. A lot of space in there. Hmm. Well, I guess... Uh, you're not going to allow them in the end. But he was preaching uh, the Roman Catholic theological rhetoric using the Holy Day of the Assumption yesterday, which was to honor the Blessed Mother, M- Mother Mary, her ascension into heaven after her death. And you know what he was saying, Lou? He wasn't saying the Blessed Mother Mary. No, he wasn't even saying the lady of Chesterhova, Toylestown, Pennsylvania. You know, for Polish people, uh, the Blessed Mother is black. He was choosing to refer to the Blessed Mother, who is brown, the Lady of Guadalupe, who is the, um, the Blessed Virgin Mary Mother to Central Americans and Mexicans who are the Roman Catholic faith and majority. He was welcoming them. He was embracing them. He was saying that America is your sanctuary. What would the Blessed Mother, the Lady Guadalupe, have done? What would Jesus have done? The question is, Colonel Dolan, what the hell are you going to do, huh? We know why you want the illegal aliens, and especially those who are Catholic, from Mexico, from Central America, from the Dominican Republic, because on a typical Sunday for the English language mass, you could roll a bowling ball through the aisles, and you'll be lucky to hit maybe four parishioners, all of whom recently were widowed, and they're saying prayers for their uh, their husband who had just recently passed away. Other than that, it's empty. Might as well be catacombs. And then you look for the Spanish language masses; they're filled to the rafters. With all the illegal aliens that the Roman Catholic Church are welcoming, not because they're so interested in their welfare, but let's face it, they need bodies in those churches. They need even pesos, dollars, 
nickels, dimes, and pennies in the wicker basket that goes around endlessly on Sundays. And, you know, Cardinal Dolan is not a liberational theologist by any stretch of the imagination. But he was there to welcome them all. And, by the way, <laughs> he doesn't care what the rest of the Americans think. Look back at 2020, Lou. Look how different it was. Americans wanted more, not less, immigration for the first time in 2020. Because, remember, that was the summer of 2020. In uh, reaction uh, to the killing of George Floyd in the streets of South Minneapolis by the police, the many demonstrations followed by lootings and shootings and riots, and the Democrat liberal progressives, many of whom who hate the Roman Catholic Church, I might add, Cardinal Dolan, despise it, loathe it, would eliminate it if they were in power, were taking advantage of the fact that they said more people of color, more immigrants should be allowed into this country. And back in 2020, the majority of Americans said yes to this. The majority. Now, look at the difference. 2022. More Americans want fewer immigrants in the U.S. for the first time since 2014. So, like everything else has changed. Remember, the summer uh, of 2020, no cash, bail, defund the police. Now, all of a sudden, there is a change in the mentality of a lot of of middle-of-the-roader Americans, moderate Democrats, independents, like, man, that was too drastic. That was too extreme. That is ruining our country And they are beginning to change on the topic of immigration. Look at the front page here, Lou, of the New York Post that says it all. Bought it to Broadway. New York City taxpayers are putting up illegal immigrants in the Times Square Tourist Hotel, the Milford Plaza. Could I hear the old advertisement of the Milford Plaza, please? Come on along, I'll take you to. The Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail dinner and breakfast for $43 per person. Discover why we are the lullaby of Broadway. The Milford Plaza is the lullaby of Broadway. Uh, it was a gathering spot for tourists in the heart of the gateway to America, Times Square, the Great White Way Broadway, right there on 8th Avenue uh, between 44th and 45th, before you hit all the theaters. Before you move over to the heart of Times Square, Duffy uh, Square and such. And now it's going to be packed. Packed with the illegal aliens who are coming into this country. Who upon being blessed by Cardinal Dolan at the Port Authority. You know, he's blessing them with the incense and the holy water. Go. Nobody is asking them for identification. Nobody, Lou. They don't have to produce any identification. They're being brought right over to the Milford Plaza Hotel. They uh, clearly, some of them have tattoos of MS-13 and other gangs that I've recognized. There is no Limigre Immigration and Naturalization Service or ICE. ICE, the law enforcement agency, started after 9-11 to prevent illegal immigration. They've done a great heroic job, and all they do is they get spat on by uh, local officials who call them thugs. So here is the Cardinal. He's embracing MS-13, 18th Street. Right? What a schmuck. What a putz. <laughs> hey, taking photos with that. Big grin on us. Hey, let the criminals in. By the way, but let's talk about the fact that they're not even being tested for COVID-19, any of the variants. 
They're not being tested for polio or monkeypox. They're not being tested for TB, tuberculosis. And you know why I know that? Because I spent months with the Guardian Angels back in the late 80s in the colonias of Colonia Libertad, Colonia Juarez, right on the border between San Diego and Tijuana. And I got latent tuberculosis from that, latent tuberculosis. I had to go through all kinds of medical procedures. Every week I had to take horse pills on Saturday. I mean, they just drained me to get rid of that tuberculosis. But it is, it is existing in third world countries. You know, here we said tuberculosis. Uh, no, yeah. I had it, latent tuberculosis. Where did I get it? Colonia Libertad, Colonia Juarez, as we were protecting uh, the illegal aliens who were coming through the San Ysidro Canyon then, and the coyotes were bringing them right into traps that were sprung by the same Tijuana police that we would see by day and TJ in their windbreakers, and they would be in the canyons at night robbing, raping, and stealing from these illegal aliens, and nobody was doing anything about it. So we imposed ourselves, and we were the first people ever to get arrested for breaking into Mexico. Nobody broke into Mexico. Nobody was considered an illegal alien then. We were. Let's follow the money here. Let's follow the money. The owners and operators of the Milford Plaza, which have 1,300 rooms, 1,300 rooms, a lot of illegal aliens there. It's owned by the 700 Milford Holdings LLC And it's the hotel that is a foreign limited liability company. Why is it that I'm able to do this research and we haven't seen any of this? And so it's divided up into three ownerships. One for condos, where you can forget that. One for retail, you can forget that. But then there are the hotel owners and operators who are on the verge of foreclosure from Wells Fargo on June. This June, they're on the verge of foreclosure. Why did they get chosen? The friends of Eric Adams, I'm telling you, like the friends of de Blasio in the lockdown and the pandemic of 2020, you follow the money. Because you better believe last week calls were being made by the chief of staff of the city of New York, Frank Carone, who has done this before with the crooked uh, slumlords, the Podarsky brothers, say now they're being contracted three hotels to house illegal aliens all over Manhattan. I mean, they're real dives. They're slums, these Podarskis. They're the worst. Look them up. See what their history and reputation is and their connection to Frank Caron, the chief of staff of the city of New York. But you better believe they were calling all hotel owner and operators, particularly those that had some extra space, because the crime has not allowed the tourism to return. Not COVID-19, but all the crime in the city of New York. Just look at the interview that the uh, CEO of Goldmine Sachs gave to NPR where he said people are not coming to New York, not because of COVID-19, but because of the crime, which is everywhere. And that's why we're thinking of picking up and moving out. NPR, he gave that interview. But let's, uh, let's listen to what may have gone on in City Hall. The mayor of New York was under attack by Governor Abbott, soliciting those who might be willing to house these illegal aliens for a price. Show me the money. Let's look at it. I 
money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you with me, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. Not, not show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yes. Louder. Show me the money. That's it, brother, but you got to yell that. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Uh, now, you know damn well, that was Eric Adams working the phones of all of his campaign contributors during his uh, Democratic primary run and his general election victory against me, saying, show me the money and you get to house the illegal aliens at a pretty price that the city is going to pay. No, not the city. We, the sucker taxpayers. So who won out? And we got to find out who the owners and operators are of this LLC. 700 Milford Holdings, which now goes under a number of new names. Row NYC. 1,300 rooms. We're going to be paying a premium price. And I'm asking the press corps, New York City, to go out and do their job. Track down. Show me the money. Who's getting paid off for this? You got the Roman Catholic Church. You got Cardinal Dolan out there, the archdiocese, welcoming the illegal aliens. Nobody's asking them for any identification. I mean, it wasn't until recently you couldn't even walk in and get a sandwich and a uh, bottle of soda without showing a vaccine passport. This is nuts. And they're putting them up at the Milford Plaza. Now, think about it. If you're the regular homeless people from New York City, predominantly African-American, those who are born and raised here, many of them veterans who have served in the U.S. military in peacetime and wartime, and you're going to be reading about the fact that the illegal aliens get greeted by the cardinal of the Archdiocese of New York, who then brings them on down to the Milford Plaza, and we're paying for them to be there, and they don't have to show any identification. They're not being tested for any potential medical issues. We're just rolling out the red carpet. And the folks that are in the shelters who are homegrown Americans, most of them African-Americans, they're being given the flea bag treatment. By the way, uh, my husband-in-law, Governor David Patterson, who was featured uh, on the Katsimatidis uh, interview, series of interviews that he does every Sunday morning from 8 to 10. And, boy, he made national, international headlines with what he said. Former Governor David Patterson, remember what he said Sunday morning. The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has come up with, I think, is one of the most brilliant political strategies I've heard in a long time. Can I hear that again, please, Lou? The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has come up with, I think, is one of the most brilliant political strategies I've heard in a long time. Hmm. Now, Lou, you would have thought that he would have shrunk away. He would have disappeared because he's getting bombarded by calls from crime wave Kathy Holcomb. The Democratic governor right now seeking re-election against Congressman Lee Zeldin. Got to, got to get out there and elect Congressman Lee Zeldin. Got to rally around Congressman Lee Zeldin because if crime wave Kathy Holcomb gets involved, who just yesterday said, yes, there's going to be congestion pricing, I don't care, and she has ordered the state troopers to go out there. She's given them a quota all weekend, all week long. 
to write up tickets to fill the growing New York State budget gap. So you're going to see the New York State trooper cars like wasps around the wasp nest, and they're going to be hitting you with all kinds of tickets because they got to make the imposed Kathy Crime Wave Hoko uh, quota. But this is what my husband-in-law, Governor David Patterson, said yesterday to double down on what he said to John Katsimatidis on Sunday. This move puts Abbott right up there as a presidential contender, along with former Vice President Pence, Florida Governor DeSantis, and uh, President Donald Trump if he decides uh, not to run again. The New York uh, Democrat said the GOP has scored a victory on this. Has anybody seen my husband-in-law, Governor David Patterson? <laughs> he's like, he needs a sanctuary from Eric Adams and Governor Hochul who are giving him grief. And you know what I say to all of this? Tough nuggies. Cardinal Dolan, Governor Hochul, Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, welcoming illegal aliens. That's being aired all over Central America and Mexico right now on Telemundo Univision. They now know when you get across the border, it's so easy. All you got to do is say asylum. The place to go is Nueva York. You pound the hound, the greyhound. They put you up at the Milford Plaza. They don't ask for any papers. They don't medically check you. They give you a stipend. They give you food stamps. That's right, a SNAP card. They put you on Medicaid. Why would you want to go anywhere else? Abbott wins this war against Cardinal Dolan, crime wave Kathy Holcomb, and Eric Adams. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. God, here she is again. J-Lo. Legitimately from the block, Castle Hill, Preston High School in the neck. But she has become Jenny. Quack, quack, Affleck. Now, uh, ooh, I could have swore. Didn't they elope to the little white church in downtown Las Vegas with the Elvis Presley impersonator and got married uh, in Las Vegas a few weeks ago? Didn't, didn't that happen? I mean, it was all over. The paparazzi were all over it. You know, they were, I mean, sucking lip and swapping spit and... I mean, acting like uh, they were teenagers in love. Did, did, did I get that wrong? I could have sworn they already got married, right? Oh, and by the way, mention uh, Elvis Presley. Uh, Elvis died on this date in 1977, and so they're doing a tribute here at WABC all day long, all night long. You're going to hear from Cousin Brucey, Joe Piscopo, Joe Mike, excuse me, George Michael. George Michael, you mean the one in the bathroom, the men's room in Beverly Hills? Oh, no, that's George Michael of Wham. This was George Michael of WABC. Tony Orlando, Dina Martin, Bo Snurley. All you got to do is go to WABCradio.com slash Elvis to listen now. Well, now, you don't want to listen now because you got Greg Kelly coming up next. Come on. Uh, you can listen all day long at WABCradio.com slash Elvin. Notice they didn't have my commentary in here, Lou. Because I remember Elvis standing in the White House with Richard Nixon, and Nixon gives him a badge saying he's a member of DEA, Drug Enforcement Agency, even though he's the biggest drug addict in all of America. Maybe that's why they didn't include me in their tribute to Elvis. At WABCRadio.com slash Elvis. Plus, he had the 
Memphis Mafia, of which I knew a few of those guys, thugs, knuckle-draggers, criminals. Can I go on and on? Maybe that's why Chris Libertini left me on the cutting room floor. I'll catch you up to Elvis on the weekend with my version of what Elvis Presley and the Memphis Mafia were like. But, oh, can you believe this? They're going to have a three-day weekend new wedding. Jennifer F. Oh, God. How, do, how can they do this? They're going to have a wedding party on a Friday. They're going to do the ceremony on a Sunday. It's going to be an intimate celebration for everyone who's had anything to do with Jennifer Whack Whack Affleck's life. But you know who's going to be missing from the invitation list? It's A-Royd, a.k.a. A-Rod, because he was sitting down swapping spirits. Bit lip locking with Derek Cheetah the other day on ESPN. I do want to address something with Derek that I've never told you before when you talk about accountability. You know, I think in my career, one of the best moments of my career, really, really enjoyed playing with you, learned so much from you, your leadership. Obviously, 2009 was unbelievable and one of the great moments, I think, of both of our careers. One of my biggest regrets, and a lot of it is because of my craziness and all the you know mistakes I made on and off the field, I wish we were as close as we were when we were teenagers when we played. That's one of my regrets, for sure. Well, I think, look, we, we talked about it. When we're coming up at 20 years old, 21 years old, you're trying to find your place. We had to deal with a lot growing up at a very, very young age. So we've talked about it before. This isn't the first time I've seen them. And look, you move on. You learn. Things happen in life. How many cocktails did they drink before they got there? Now you know why I hated both. Aroid and Jita. And that's who the new stadium was built to. They should have kept the house that Ruth built, right? Babe Ruth, that was a great Yanks. This one is a mall in honor of Aroid and Jita. What a double-u-discraziata and a shot. And speaking of my Yankees, who I'm beginning to hate more and more, you know, Lou, I may, I may convert uh, to a Met fan, except you know, your owner, Steve Cohen, should be in jail for insider trading information. But look at this. Yesterday, Anthony Rizzo, the first baseman, went crazy, right? He got hit by a pitch uh, by Tampa, no doubt about it, showed in on the replay. And instead, they said he could have moved. The umpire said he could have moved. So... While uh, Aaron Boone, the manager, went out to argue for a few minutes. By the way, they're never going to win a World Series uh, as long as Aaron Boone is calling the shots. Mr. Analytics, it's, it ain't going to happen. He goes crazy in the dugout. I mean, he busts up the dugout, Rizzo does. Just like Paul O'Neill used to do for years, right, in the glory days of the New York Yankees. Paul O'Neill would come into that dugout. He'd break the, the water dispenser. He'd bust up everything. And think of the Yankees now. They're going to have Paul O'Neill Day, right? They're going to retire his number, as he should. Great Yankee. No Yankees are going to be permitted to come on the field. They're going to have to stay in the dugouts. None of the alumni who played with Paul O'Neill, maybe, let's see if Jeter shows up. You think he could show up, Jeter, your busy schedule, Mariano Rivera? You think he could show up for uh, O'Neill? Do you know they're going to have him in a bubble? He's going to stand by the pitcher's mound, and speak from the podium on his day when they retire his number. But because he's not vaccinated, they're not going to permit any of the former Yankees or the present Yankees or any of the staff to be around him. Get with it, man. This COVID-19 crackdown is over. That's why I'm beginning to hate the Yankees.